And this is Dota Today. Welcome to Dota Today. I'm Sean Vanneman here with James Lawler, and today we are talking to William Blitz Lee. Hi, Blitz. William. Hello. Hello, hello. How's it going? Yeah. Do you go by Will, Bill? What do you do? Uh, I think only my sister calls me William. Everyone else calls me Will or Blitz. All right. We'll go with Blitz. Your girlfriend doesn't call you Blitz, I hope. She did once, and she was, like, mortified. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, I won't ask this. It's a strong name, we'll though. On. Like as like as handles go, it's one. No, like, I wish every... I could change it. Really? Really? Yeah, I've been like I've been trying to like edge myself away from it, but I can't. I just I don't know. It's well, call you will then. That'll help. We'll do one step. We'll do our fair share in moving you away from Blitz, even though I think it's a good name. Yeah, may I ask why you don't? You're not into that <gasps> name. Uh, I made it when I was like, well, I didn't get into computer gaming until I was like 18. Oh God, noob. Yeah, and so I the first game game that I ever played was like NFL Blitz. Oh my god, we were just talking about that, Sean. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, you continue. We won't get into that. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, that sounds like an okay name because the Korean way to make names is you know it's just like single short words. Right. It's, it's like the style, you know, you don't add any numbers. And so I was like, okay, that sounds alright. But I've had it for so long now, and I've been referred to it for like the dec the past decade. So well, also, you're moving to Germany, and it's a German word. <laughs> oh, I guess to, that's true. Something to consider, yeah. Um, you're also into yoloing. Hold and that on, seems you didn't start playing computer games till you're 18. Yeah, yeah, did you uh, jump right into? Dota? You're not incredibly. You're not very old. No, I'm 24 actually. And um, how, how how are you so good at video games? Like, what uh, did you do? Was this? I like got a... really lucky actually. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, so my parents are super Korean, and they're divorced actually, and so I live with my mom, and she tried to play mom and dad. So she's mm -hmm. like, you can't play video games. But when I finished my SATs and I got my scores back and everything, she's like, okay, you can play video games. Yeah, now. You're like, look at this shit. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so time. she was okay with it. <laughs> and then, uh, so she got me a computer. It was like a really rinky dink, like crappy one. And I couldn't play like any games except Warcraft 3 Dota. Oh, man. And uh, my sister's boyfriend at the time actually took me to like a PC cafe because my mom and my sister went to Canada for like a vacation for a week. And so he just took me to a net cafe like every day. And I really looked up to that guy. So I just got into Dota, I guess. And then, this is not Merlini, right? No, no, no. That was like two relationships ago. But okay. um, yeah, and then I just started playing Dota and I got really lucky. I actually met a lot of people that are relatively good in video games really early. Like uh, AUI2000, who plays for uh -huh. C9. Yep. We ran into each other in a pub game within like three months of us playing like we just ran, we happened to run into each other. We had like this thing where we used to play against each other all the time, like one v ones, and we would just like push each other. Uh -huh. And then uh, we met Tides of Time as well during that time. Who's now? He was on Dignitas for Dota One, but now he plays Hearthstone, I think, really competitively or something oh, wow. like that. Hmm. Yeah. So we just out of the blue, like two of the first five people I met on Battle.net happened to go pro <laughs> at Dota. So like obviously we're gonna just push ourselves competitively. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for people who don't know, you started playing just sort of competitively and have since transitioned from being a pro player to being a like streamer caster, correct? Yeah. Uh, when At the end of college or something like that, I decided I was going to be a streamer for fun. Mm -hmm. 
because I had my senior year, I was pretty much done. Like I had enough credits to graduate. Um, I took a lot of elective courses. What did you study I, at Purdue? Uh, I did business management and English literature with oh. a minor in Greek literature. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. Cool. So I just, I was like done, decided to start streaming. I was really bad at Dota back then. And then I progressively just kept getting a little bit better. And then, yeah, I started trying to get into competitive play and then decided the last three months I would get into casting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and from watching your streams, which people can watch it, like twitch.tv slash blitz Dota. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. That's correct. And first off, I have a bone to pick with you. Um, okay. Both Uh-oh. a good thing and a bad thing. The good thing is okay. you've made me a much better pub player because okay, of your good. attitude. Okay. Like, you, like it's amazing. Like it's really like in like almost sort of um, uh, like it just sort of rubs off on me. Like I work on a video game all day at our studio, and on my second monitor, if I'm doing something like it's like gameplay scripting or like putting just stuff into the game, I'll just run usually like your like somebody's dota stream and yours has been sort of the top of the like the first one i i go to and there's just sort of a way you talk (laughs) when you're pissed off or you're like even there's a way you handle the dota players that we all hate that is really really great and i've started bringing that into my own games and it's made me like playing the game so much more on the other hand you make plays look really easy and i hate you <laughs> so like i'm like you know i i was like oh i guess i should start playing storm spirit because like yep. look storm spirit just yep. fucking owns everybody obviously and i have become like a way better storm player i mean that's starting from the bottom like that's starting yep. from like cannot do shit uh but yeah you make certain plays in a, I can in a pub match looks so easy, and the way you talk about what you're doing is so impressive. And I don't know how you make all that shit work together, because if I am playing well, I'm not speaking, and if I'm speaking, I'm not playing well. But you're able to be like, okay, I'm gonna last hit this creep, I'm gonna get both of these CS, and I'm gonna come over here, I'm gonna do this. Oh, and I bet I can roll on this guy and kill him. And it's just like, ta-da! <laughs> like it's really you impressive. Know, the way that I do that is actually it's not as simple as it is. What I did to get better at the game is that um, I focused on a minute-to-minute aspect of how things looked. So what I would do is, like, I'd say, okay, in the first minute of this game, I'm going to do this. Like, this is how I'm going to approach. Mm-hmm. And I actually have this, like, I had, well, I don't know. It's on my old computer, um, the one back in California. But I had this, like, giant, giant-ass, like, 25-page, like, uh, notepad thing where it just said, like, if I approach like this, if I approach from the left high, this is the most common outcome. And I would just, like, write down my pub matches. I, I have a Smurf account where I did this, where I would just, like, play the first minute, and then I would just focus on that and how I approached it. Mm-hmm. And then that was, like, I was done. And then so I went to the next minute, and I was like, okay, if I'm at this CS at this time, I should be getting this at this moment, and here's what I should look out for. And then I just kept adding onto that, like, notepad. And by the time I, if you write it down enough times and stuff like that, um, you're going to have a good feel for things. And then I had um, some friends... Like, when I play Storm especially, I would have friends play different heroes, and then I would gauge how much damage I could do per deciding what level I was, what the other person had. Like, I, I know at level 7 with Treads, 3 Bottle Charges and a Null Talisman, versus a Viper mid with 1,000 HP Treads and an Aquila, that I can kill him from Burst if he only has 2 levels of Corrosive Skin. 
Like that's this what? notebook is going to be in the Smithsonian next to like Archie <laughs> Bunker's chair. <laughs> this is amazing. Wow. Yeah, so the, so that, when I have something yeah. like mm-hmm, sorry, sorry, no, keep going. That's fine. Yeah. So when I have something like that and I can reference it, and I mean I was the one that wrote it, and so I have a really good idea of what's in it, and so mm-hmm. if I just it it becomes a lot less impressive once you realize that I had just gotten a good feel for it, and I had a good idea of what I was going to do. It probably took like. I want to say like 80 hours just to write that. And that was just for Storm Spirit. And so. But you only uh-huh. play Storm Spirit. <laughs> no, he That's play, true. I've, I've seen you play uh, other No, dudes. no. His his mom thinks he sucks at everything but Storm <laughs> <Yeah>. Spirit. <laughs> My mom is really critical of me as a player. She's like, you really need to learn other heroes. That like, is right. the most Korean mom shit ever. Wow. Like not only just like, like keeps her son to a very high standard. It's like your Storm Spirit is okay. But everybody yeah, else. <laughs> like... She's kind of given up on the fact that I'm going to have a traditional career. So she's like, I'm going to try to criticize you in the one that you currently hold. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's like all the Korean forums and they're like, Blitz needs to expand his hero pool. And my mom always says like, and then she'll walk behind me while she's doing laundry. And she'll be like, shouldn't you play something else? And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, God. That is amazing. <laughs> that is so good. Stuff like that. Oh. So wait, so that notebook is it's for do you did you separate it by hero? Do you have how how is that organized? Or that seems uh, like it would just spiral into a tree of ten thousand possibility or millions of possibilities so quickly. Yeah, it's actually just kind of this it's almost just like a stream of consciousness slash flow chart. Like it just says like if I approach like this, he'll do this, right? And then I was struggling if I struggle with a certain matchup, I'll just kind of update it. And I'll read through it every night because it's not it's not very short. And I know like I know the first 10 pages pretty well. And so it's like if um, if I struggle with something like I was struggling a lot against Templar Assassin. And then so I just kind of like theory crafted it with some friends and I wrote down their notes and their thoughts. And then I just added my own and I just kind of played around with it a lot in solo queue because I think that's the best way to uh, figure out if something works. And I just kept challenging myself. And now it's just become long. Like, if you read it, you'd probably, it'd probably look a lot like gibberish. Yeah, it wouldn't make but sense, I'm sure. For me, like, I, I understand, like, when I write move forward 2CS, like, drop remnant at 140-190. So it's just stuff like that that I what? understand for myself. <laughs> so that's, I, that's incredible. Yeah, so I, I, I did some video or something where I live commentated a game I was playing, and I tried to give people like every single thought that I was doing at every single moment and why I thought that way. Yeah, I watched that video. That video was awesome. Was yeah. that the Storm Spirit? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 I watched yeah, that. So yeah. That was only possible because I have that reference book in my mind and I can just like pull it out and say, okay, at this time they're most likely to do this. And if I do this, then they'll do this. And it's just, you can keep adding things to like the branch. And it works for me competitively too, to a certain extent. Like I did it against Phoenix and Rave and I had this in mind for... For quite some time and i try to do it at all my pub games as well apply that type of mentality and it seems to work for me you have like a phd in storm spirit <laughs> it's amazing like you've like pre- like you probably know more about storm spirit than most of the people who work on the game <laughs> like you know what the funny thing is definitely though? true Can I you imagine? You, yeah i can't tell you any of the number values like i can't tell you um Oh, what's level three static? Yeah, limit? give me a yeah. I can't. I can't tell you the damage for that. I but can't what it's you, use? You you know the result though. Of, yeah, exactly. Which is what I'm actually matters. Yeah, exactly. I I know by feel by now. Wow. Yeah. 
the, it, the Storm Spirit is a very feel character. Like he's, I mean, the whole game is feel, but because of the way you have to spend mana and you, the way you, the mana goes away so dynamically, as opposed to like in these like predetermined chunks, um, that's sort of the fun I think I have found of playing that character. Like, and I'm all, like I said, I've only started playing that character regularly because I enjoyed watching your stream, which is also probably why we're talking. So yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's kind of like the point that I wanted is that storm is a hero that there's so much chaotic stuff that happens in Dota. That's out of your control. Like you can't control whether your teammates suck or how good your opponents are or what kind of game you're going to have. But I, I feel as though storm has the best uh, control of these things. Like, you can win a game by yourself. Like, why? Why is that? Game. Why it's does just, he have the most control? It's just the nature of the hero. Like it's difficult to kill, and if you roll in and use up all your mana, it's completely your fault that you died. Right? <laughs> it's just yeah. it's these things. Oh no! That, yeah, yeah. It's like it's frustrating because if you mess up, you know it's probably your fault. But at the same time, you just have a lot more fun playing a hero where you know Dota is a game where you're not supposed to have control, right? Because it's five on five, and you can't control what four other people do. And I, I just found that Storm is the hero that can. Like, you can be independent with that guy. Do you have... This is a broader life question, but do you tackle life problems and decisions with the same hyper-vigilant, detail-oriented <laughs> attitude? <laughs> like, I have a notebook for... Uh, yeah, yeah, it's like, hmm, you know, I've decided to move to Germany and work with Joey and Dota because I have a 30-page notebook. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm kind of known for being like a bit of a clown, and uh-huh. I think a lot of people think I YOLO everything or things just come naturally or something like that. Right. But I, I mean, I like at at the end of every single night, and I've been doing this since I was like ten. I'll just try to review the day and think about things that went well, things that went poorly, and stuff like that. And so I have a better index of things um, that I can draw references from. For example, my trip to Germany, I made it because. I found that the emotion I had when I left for Korea, like there were some things that I didn't like about Korea, but I was really excited about the trip. I was really happy just to get away from home. I felt more independent. And so I wanted to replicate that feeling. It was Mm -hmm. like I had an offer from Beyond the Summit, which is a studio nearby my home. Mm -hmm. And I honestly would have accepted it because I get along really well with their casters. Like Mm -hmm. I I don't really know the joint Dota people very well. Mm -hmm. But the reason why I decided to make the move is because Beyond the Summit is... 15 minutes from my house. Right. I I feel like I'd be stagnant and cooped up. And mm-hmm. that's kind of how I felt the last two years prior to moving to Korea. And so I feel that moving to Germany, it might turn out terribly. Like <laughs> Toby might hate me. You know, they, they might no. just despise the way I talk or something like that. But uh, I feel overall the move will be positive. I think I'll learn a lot from it. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of decided I was, I mean, I was pretty meticulous. I talked to like 40 people about the decision and, kind of gathered their thoughts and try to figure out what would be best for my career and so yeah i mean i think i take that kind of approach to pretty much everything like when i go to use the restroom i try to time things out and what out, like, <laughs> yeah. you guys don't do that it's like i, I just try you, to you've min maxed your toilet trips yeah exactly like, <laughs> to be honest i actually do that i will do yeah. that too it's yeah i like to weird. do that in life in terms of like okay i'm moving i'm going to the other side of the house 
Like I can manage, like how can I get there in a way that like accomplishes a whole lot of stuff that I've been like wanting to do today. Like, Oh, yeah. straighten that up, clean that up, fold that, do that, grab this. Efficiency. Make sure this. Yeah, for sure. Efficiency. I do the same thing getting on the elevator. I always hit the close, close door button first and then the, the floor because that works faster. Why would I hit the yeah, floor I button? That too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> People look at me, uh, get on the elevator with people who hit the closed door button and they lean over like, oh, I should hit the button. No, I'm hitting the floor button too. I'm just hitting the close first because it's more efficient. It's like, hey, man, like, look, this is how you get to 6K MMR. You want to be 6K MMR? 7K. Seven. Seven. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're on the road to 8K because you're 7K something right now. I see, I, your, I see I your stream. Yeah. I think I'm going to, no, I don't think I'm going to do 8. Like, that's no tune. Just, you know what? I just got really frustrated the last like 150 MMR. And I just, I got really upset. Like, I didn't enjoy Dota as much. I just did it for the goal rather than the fact that it was, like, a fun journey. You know? How how can you, it seems impossible to get 7K. I don't understand how it was possible to get 8 on top of that. Like, it seems like you have to do that eternal envy thing of tell your whole team what to do the entire time if you actually want to achieve some goal like that. It's like, I think to get to 8, um, I feel like I could do it by just playing storm like mm -hmm. non-stop but the f maybe not actually i see that's the thing is when i first started doing it i was at like 5k when i first started i was like 4.4k and then i i told purge like i was like where do you think my ceiling is he's like i think it's like 6.5 and it's like every time <laughs> i hit a roadblock i'd get like afraid and i think to myself like when is the you know when do i stop or whatever and i got to seven like relatively easily like it wasn't too hard <laughs> and so i feel like if i shoot for eight i don't know where i'm kind of afraid actually to know where the the ceiling is for me because i i know as a competitive player i wasn't the best but i feel like in terms of just winning pubs like i'm able to just ignore my my four people and just kind of do my own thing enough yeah <laughs> i like relatively relatively was the word it's like it was relatively not difficult yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine it would be yeah. fun going to 8K. Like you would just, you just have to be concentrating on that, and it would not be a fun time. I feel yeah. like anyway. That's that's how it was for me to get to seven. It's just not. I didn't enjoy the last like 200, and I just I wanted it honestly for like the vanity, you know, because it looks right. nice when I stream and it makes <laughs> me feel good. I'm like, that's a big number before RTZ. Yeah, it's like it's it's like one of those cool little accomplishments that don't mean much to anybody but it was nice it was like a good goal for myself to set do you do you but you have more fun obviously not playing in solo queue with when you play with your friends and things like this or you know what i don't really like mm. as radical as that sounds for me the fun in dota is playing as well as i can personally play mm -hmm. and um like i know dota is a team game but i embody that solo queue mentality you know like i'm gonna win it by myself Mm -hmm. And I can't control what four other people do, right? I can get like four Peruvian guys or three Chinese dudes that refuse to talk to me or whatever. But if I play with my friends sometimes, it gets really frustrating. Like, because I, I don't want to get upset at them, right? Like, if right. they're pubs, I can, I can get mad at them, but I don't say anything because what's the point, right? Right. But it's my friends and... Oh, I heard you lose it on a juggernaut not too, not too long ago. <laughs> yeah, I lo yeah, I lost my mind at that guy. But, you know, it's just... <laughs> It's like, it's just, I just, I don't know. I don't want to be that way to my friends. So most of the time when I play with my friends, we just play other games. Like we'll play Insurgency or Counter-Strike Go or we'll play like Hearthstone or something like that. Yeah. Like I have a lot more fun doing that. Yeah, my Dota, like the people I play Dota with have sort of spun off 
a like a CSGO group as well. That's just kind of like, you know what, man, let's just go do, let's just not play this for a while. Um, cause we actually, there was like a, a game developers, um, like tournament that James and I and three other guys were in. And it just got to the point where it was like any other game is what I need to be playing right now <laughs> because it was, it actually became stressful. I mean, did you find it stressful, James, playing in the, in that tournament? Uh, not particularly you also play Um, a lot of other games right like i pretty much just play dota 2 csgo and then work on my game that's really all i ever play so i found it a little stressful just because um this doesn't this isn't involving blitz a ton but uh (laughs) um because i was sort of the captain where i felt like part of the whole point why i played was to have fun with friends so i didn't want to and especially early on you guys would tell me because I would just say things like we should probably we should probably push top or something like that when <laughs> you guys are looking looking at me because I don't want to yell at a friend and then it right. became like you have to be more emphatic and so I just got more emphatic and then I would get more into it and that would feel like wow I'm kind of being a dick to people that would be like you gotta fucking go in there and blah blah blah, blah. and then I'm like well this is exactly what I didn't want to do so it's <laughs> stressful in that sense but not like in worried about playing well or right. winning or anything like that yeah I had the same experience with my friends like I I can't play with my worst friends just because I'll get mad at the things that they can't do. <laughs> and I don't want to be that dick, right? And right. Just, yeah. That's that's kind of like the one different, downside. Different level between us. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I, I, that. I, that's kind of the one downside, I feel, of getting better at something is that you get used to playing with people that are like similarly skilled. And so you right. expect things, right? Like if I go in the storm one on five, I want people to back me up and then when my friends that really suck don't like, I don't want to get mad at them and I don't, but I get really frustrated and it's not fun for me. Right. And they yeah. can sense that I'm frustrated too. Right. Cause yeah. Cause they're your friends. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's not a different it's just, game. It's yeah, different exactly. Game. So it's like, I, I, I think I played a game with like three of my real life friends and they're really similarly skilled. And, um, obviously I've, I've been playing for a while and I played a lot more seriously than them and they were having a lot of fun. Like, but we were losing and I was like, I couldn't comprehend that. And I was like, and then I talked to my friend Channing about it after. And he's just like, yeah, I mean, we could tell you were frustrated, but we were having a good time. And I was like, yeah, it was, it's it's like the downside of playing something really competitively. It's like you just become kind of a dick. Yeah. Like I didn't say anything to yeah. them, but, it, you know, it's like you don't talk. You just like kind of angrily click as people like to put it. And then I just you don't have as much fun when you when you're not playing with people that are around your skill level. Right. It's like relative to everybody, right? If you guys play with people that are much worse than you, it's just not fun. Even if you're you yourself aren't very good, right? Right. Yeah, that's really challenging. What do you say to like? Because so I have a low MMR. It's bad. Okay. But like I play with people who have a little higher MMR. Mostly like yeah. James and our friends. Um, like the upper tier James of our friends are like you and Crispy and other guys are all pretty good. Four thousands. Yeah. So like that's not I mean, high. but uh. I get used to playing against opponents that are, that's actually the biggest thing is like, I get used to playing against, against opponents who are kind of like 4k predictable of like, they know what they're doing. You know, their execution might be whatever and their teamwork might be bad and their communication might be bad, but they know how to play the game. And then when I solo queue, I'm just, I'm literally, I'm playing against like, it's like performance art, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like, like sniper, like, 
why do you have two Maelstrom? <laughs> like, <Yeah>. why? Why? <laughs> why is this? You know? Um, uh, do you think, like, going into that, I'm going... Because that's actually been the, the good thing of watching you play, in, like, feeding off that, you know what, I'm just going to win this mindset. Like, what is some... Like, do you think it's hero selection of, like, okay, as Storm or another character that can roam, that can play pretty independently, I can control the map and I can do things correctly that put our team in a good place to win. And if I need to take this over, I can try to take it over. Do you think that's sort of the way to go? Or is it like, because I know other people who are at a, a low MMR who just want to continue to get better, who are like, well, because nobody ever buy, ever nobody plays a good support, I'm just going to pick Lion and just be like the the best support in the world and go that way. Oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna look like a hyper competitive asshole by the no, end of this fine. Test, but um <laughs> Okay, so I've tried both ways, right? Mm-hmm. Like to play Dota. Yeah. And oh god, I just sound like a dick. It's okay. Like hour, but... It's gonna be right. All right. Just so, the reality of Dota. Yeah, when I play solo queue, I have this mentality that nobody will help me. Everybody's gonna like somebody's gonna fuck up. So it's not it's not even worth it to play around like the confines of my teammates. Right. You know, I've already made like, peace just, with that. Yeah, exactly. And it actually makes it a lot... The thing is, I've tried that style. I, I've actually got, like, a, an Excel sheet for this, where it's, like, a Google Docs thing. Or it's like, of course you do. Of course you do. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you, if I use voice communication, how, like, do my teammates respond? And I actually started tracking. I got this thing called a frustration level. You know, it's like where Valve has that one to five stars thing. It's like, yeah. how did you enjoy your experience? So I started writing down mine, like, one you to five. You are Valve. You're just recording yeah, so every data point there is at every game you do it's amazing yes. you're like gonna be like the bill james of dota you're gonna create like dota <laughs> metrics like it's a saber metric situation with your notebooks <laughs> yeah go ahead sorry so then I, I was like okay um i tried using voice communication and everybody ignored me like i would tell people hey you're about to die right now and uh, 20 seconds later they would die and i'd be like what was the point of that because all I did was I put in like an emotional investment into that, right? Right. I was like, "Hey, you need to back," and he didn't listen to me. And I was like, "If if you just listen to me, it's like I'm cheating for you because I'm, uh, you know, like uh, I offset the skill a lot because of my MMR. So I'd say you have to back here. You're gonna die. I'd say it very calmly without any condescension. You know, it's like they're gonna come for you right now. And lo and behold, they die, and then they blame something else, and it just got me. It just got me so I'm getting like so frustrated thinking about just moments <laughs> after moments of that and. I would just try so hard to control my team. Um, I try to keep a really steady voice. I would have Purge like listen in the background when I was in Korea to make sure I wasn't like overstepping any boundaries. <laughs> and he would go t- come tell me, you know, like calm down if I was. Like we had this like system set up, and it's just like I would get, get so much more frustrated when I would try my best to tell people, "Hey, you have to do this." Like I told myself, "Don't curse, don't speak condescendingly. Just tell them." what's up and that's it you know don't add like why did you do that you know because that's the passive aggressive dota thing it's like why wouldn't you use your thing or it's like why is my carry doing this it's like i wonder why we don't have enough damage and so i try (laughs) to keep that out of my voice and i just got so mad after the game i feel like why the fuck did i just waste 40 minutes trying to tell people what to do when all it did was result in a loss and i found myself getting like so frustrated and like the biggest revelation for me especially when it came to solo queue it was just I told myself there are things that you can't control. Like you're, I'm just gonna. Some games are unwinnable, right? But I told myself I'm gonna try my best, my personal best, independent of everybody else in the game, and just try to do things that I do well. Like I'm not gonna play reactively. I'm gonna play a very rigid style, and I'm just gonna make it work. 
and eventually I did. I just I told myself I'm going to pick a certain set of heroes that can just turn the game around by themselves. If I have to play support, here are the five heroes that can have the highest impact for myself, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and then I just kind of did it like that. Like, I stopped picking for fun. Like, I wouldn't pick, like, Sand King mid or something like that. I would just pick good heroes. And in a lot of ways, like, Dota became less fun for me. But, I mean, I enjoy winning more than I enjoy having fun. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I enjoy winning more than I enjoy having fun. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, I, I mean, I win a lot more than I lose in Dota. That's why I play it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's fascinating. I had, like, a bazillion different tangents i almost flew off listening to you talk about that but you don't say you you don't tell anyone to alt f4 and delete local content right blitz because some people on this cast have that was a one-time thing with a guy who was mean (laughs) all right i i just tell myself (laughs) and then i apologize for it three times (laughs) yeah i i I used to i used to fly off the handle like i really did less than like two years ago when i first started streaming I just get so angry, and I just told myself, you know what, it's probably just, it's not worth it. And the reason why I was so upset all the time was because I devoted so much of myself into Dota. Mm-hmm. And so it was like the only outlet I had. I realized that was the bigger issue. It wasn't the fact that um, Dota is a video game or these, like, people that, like, these 14-year-olds that were cursing me. I was just like, it's myself. I need to find, like, a different outlet for frustration. So I just, like, I started doing other things. Totally. I incorporated things into my life, and... So that now, like when Dota happens, it's not like the end of the world, like it was for me mm-hmm. two years ago. If, like some some guy said something dickish to me, and just fume, just like, sit at my computer and be like, "Why did he think that way?" That's and a just, really like, good can... observation because Dota can actually become what you want it to be for you, which I have found recently. Like Dota was that for me, where I would like it was this sort of like I was replaying a daily frustration or whatever, especially like just career was going crazy like trying to start a company and doing all these things so dota became this sort of like this pot where i could throw in whatever like like poison i had from that day and just just oh, i just gotta kill people i just gotta win and then when i decided that it wasn't going to be that anymore and i actually like walked away from it for a little while and i said oh this is this is nice it's a thing that i can be solely focused on and leave everything else behind um it became a completely different game for me. And like, I think that's what you bring to it is a really like, it's a very potent observation because it'll just be that if you bring whatever you're bringing to it, honestly, I think that's a really good way of looking at it. Yeah, um, exactly. Is, is did you, in an effort to be with your like purge Korean experiment, <laughs> um, is that where you developed the, that is unfortunate tick <laughs> like oh i like, love that is unfortunate it's so you know, perfect oh that is so I just, unfortunate <laughs> i i used to get so mad at things and i i used to say some i i'd curse i i said like fuck you know just yeah like, fuck this shit i just get angry and angry and i just told myself i was like you know what it gets me mad when i curse like i just i'm gonna say that's unfortunate you know it's just right. like that's that's just something i can't <laughs> control like that was like that's that's my new that's my term for I can't control that that just happens you know it's so, so good this, it's like it's unfortunate it's like the Alcoholics Anonymous creed of like give me the serenity to accept yeah, exactly. the things I cannot <laughs> control <That's>, my <laughs> like, friend my friend has like an effigy he's he's like a seven point five k player yeah and he's like God give me the strength to carry four k's like that's his effigy it's <laughs> like that's that's kind of like a like we have this like mantra and like we we have this like group of people that are like 
solo queue like just we just only play solo queue and we just like vent to each other and stuff like that and so we always just say you know that's we say that's unfortunate like we don't because we've all been through it right right every single dota player from 1k to 7 is like you experience the same frustrating guy that won't listen to you or the game where you absolutely dominated and you didn't win and so it's like everybody's experienced that so there's no point in telling somebody about it right i used to like rush to my friends and be like dude i just played this game where this guy did this to me and it's like they don't really care because that that happens to them too you know and so so now we just say that's unfortunate and that's like the just move past it kind of thing well it's so good it's really i honestly mean this like i watch a lot of dota and i really feel what in terms of streaming you are the gold standard for how to like talk to the people who are watching and talk to your players it's like really really great man like i'm like i'm excited to I'm excited that you're doing, you've decided to stream and cast full time because I think you're going to be really, like, you're great at it now. And I'm excited to see where you're doing what you're doing in a year with it. It's Thanks. really awesome. Um, do you have, but like casting, I guess you, you've obviously casted like casually. And then I know you casted at the TI4 on newbie stream a bit and you cast. Don't call it that. So what is it, what's it called? <laughs> the TI4 noob stream. I, no, I, I thought they didn't no, want. I thought they Wait, didn't want beginner. Oh, was yeah. Beginners, they wanted to call yeah. it the beginner stream yeah, or whatever. I, yeah. I guess the confusion. New to Dota stream. Yeah. What they call um, it? New to Dota stream. New to Dota stream. That's actually that sounds like a very. Yeah, I don't know why they decided to switch that. They told us like, like the first. Don't refer to it as the newbie stream. Like, All right. <laughs> that makes they sense. decided. Um, so, how do you like what? With what attitude are you going into this sort of like new career with? I, it's, I mean, our growing career, I should say. New is probably the wrong word to use. But um, like, do you feel like you have a ton to learn? And like, what is that stuff? Is it your personal style? Is it just knowledge? Is it how to interact with um, another caster? Like, what are what are the things that you're focused on in terms of becoming a like a top tier caster? Um. So the first few things is that I noticed that when I first started casting a few weeks ago again, I didn't have confidence in my statements because I didn't want to step on anybody's toes. Mm-hmm. So LD would say, well, what do you feel like about Deso on this hero? And I'd say, I think it's okay, but maybe he could do something better. And there'd be that up tilt in my voice. Right. Like maybe like, where it was more of a question. Uh-huh. And I would do that for everything. I'd say like, maybe he could go for this instead. And it would just be kind of like, I contort my face and it was like, eh. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, I should stop doing that. And I should just say, he could probably this is probably an okay option but this is a different direction that he could go as well that could work out for him and i found just having more confidence in my statements made a big difference mm-hmm. i used to say the word like a lot <laughs> i would say and that's just a california thing I yeah feel. for and, sure i do uh we're all really guilty of that on our thumbs yeah and i'd say i'd say otherwise a lot more than i needed to i just like my sister especially helps me with this mm-hmm. she watches she while well, she's dating merlini Mm-hmm. And she was, so she just watches a lot of Dota and she notices when we have verbal tics or the things that we say, like she, she's such a helpful sister. Like she'll watch, she'll watch this podcast and she'll say, you presented yourself poorly in these ways. You know, she's like, you said this too many times or this too many times. So she'll, she'll tell me after she watches any of my cats, she'll say, you did this too often. You did this too often. You did this really well, but you could have done it this and that stuff like that. When you have your own personal critic at all times, instead of like reading you know, like negative comments. I just listened to my sister braid me for an hour, <laughs> uh, but I could have moved on. And she gives you just... her notebook. That's it. Yeah, yeah she, she has her, her own. <laughs> it's just our family styles. Just like be critical of yourself and others. You know, and so she just constantly tells me like, 
And and then I'll read Reddit comments as well. Like I know people say don't do it, but there are some good criticisms. You know, like maybe people word them really harshly. Right. But for the most part, there is some basis of truth. If they for don't sure. like me because I sound unconfident or too self-deprecating, then I, I'll tell myself, okay, be a little bit more confident here. And I'll try to watch my own casts. And if I have cringeworthy moments or if I have awkward interactions with my co-caster, I'll try to note them mm-hmm. and see how I could have worked around that, the context of that a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think I, I think I take it pretty seriously. Just, And I, I still play Dota all the time. I'm, I'm hired to be an analytical caster. And so I still play, I scrim like as much as I can. Like there's a channel for competitive scrims and I'll try to put myself against really good teams that are looking for games. And I'll just get like, like three really, three or four really good friends. Be like, Let's play them. And then after we lose or win or whatever, we'll just discuss the games like as like friends. And hmm. so I gain a little bit more knowledge that way. And I feel like that's what I have to do to get better as an analytical caster, especially just keep my game knowledge up to date. Mm-hmm. That's awesome that you are like, I mean, I, the Dota community is so close, but it's great that like, like Merlani Ben is like obvi- close in your life because he's so good, you know, like he and, yeah. you know, he's like, it's like, it's a pretty awesome resource to be like, hey man, like, what do you, any tips? <laughs> like, because he's just phenomenal. Uh, that's really, do you, do you, I mean, it feels like the Dota community in terms of, um, casters and streamers and like the people who are sort of like at like your friends and at your level it seems like a really close-knit group or is that just the way it seems as a fan no it definitely is it's kind of like it's sort of like an old boys club i think that's like the term right yeah very inclusive but the thing is it's well it doesn't mean inclusive but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. once you're in it's it's very yeah yeah yeah. you're 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 in there for life kind of thing yes um and the reason for that is just because there's a certain measure of trust that you have in every person so that they don't like dick you over or that they have honest intentions at all times. And sometimes it works against you. Like one guy like catfished us or something like he pretended to be an old ex pro. Mm-hmm. So we like completely let him into our lives. Right. And hmm. like we we let him do everything with us just on the basis that he used to be that guy, you know, and he was like a friend of. Uh, of a friend essentially and we just kind of like included him because of that that was his credential right he's like oh i'm friends with this guy and instantly it's like okay we trust him because you know if he was a dick or something that guy wouldn't have brought him in right so it's like if i introduced you guys any of you guys either of you guys to somebody in my my uh friend group i'd be like hey perch this is sean was like hey gm this is james and then they'd be like okay and then it's like at that point whatever you need you can ask them for right yeah because there's also like a certain understanding that you're not going to abuse that friendship. Exactly right. Yeah. So it's like once I introduce you to somebody, they'll instantly, you know, you you're friends. Like yeah. that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Game dev is like the exact same actually. Like I think life is the same. Yeah. But that's really <laughs> interesting that someone was a fraud about. Oh that. yeah. That's it so was, it was a really big deal for us anyway. We cut. He like pretended to be somebody for a really long time, and then eventually he got outed. Wow. We we're like, why oh. did you? It was like year we included him in so many things <laughs> like we let him play a competitive we we let him play the joint dota league with us and he was terrible but we like carried him i was gonna say <laughs> didn't you have to be if he was an ex-pro didn't you have to be great like what did he yeah, say every game like another... having an off game guys i'm yeah, drunk exactly. i don't know. lag just, like what, would, <laughs> yeah. what was going on because even if you're terrible like uh if you were an ex-pro you still have it to a certain extent like right. it's not like riding a bike but it's really close 
And so we were just like confused. We're like, why is we looked at his dodo buff? It was like below 50%. And we just like we were kind of confused. But we let him into our lives for like a full year. We let him do everything. He's like, can I play in that tournament with you guys? We'd be like, sure. You know, it's like whatever that guy wanted, we would do. Like I, I remember he was like organizing the the way we actually found him out was that he was organizing a charity stream for some girl, okay? And so he's like, Blitz, do you know people that would, like, help with this? So I was like, of course. So I asked everybody. I asked Purge, Bruno, I asked Bulba. Like, I asked a bunch of different pros. You know, I, I just started name-dropping everybody. And they were like, okay, sure. And they all decided, they all agreed to help, okay? And <laughs> oh my just gosh. for this, like, one random charity stream for this girl. It was, mm-hmm. like, probably only get, like, 100 viewers otherwise. And we're just like, yeah, we're going to make this into a big thing. And then the guy uh, made a Reddit thread about it. And then the real person showed up in that Reddit thread. And he's like, I just happen to be reading Reddit. That's... And I'm definitely, this definitely isn't me. Oh, what? my God. The arrogance there of, of oh doing it on God. Reddit as well and pretending to be the person is kind of incredible. But... Well, also, yeah, he... you guys must have just felt so violated. Like... Yeah, we felt really weird about it. Right. So it was like breaking into your house, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like that same feeling of like, oh. Yeah, I'll just I'll just tell you is the guy the guy was Hilo from it was like the old SK with like you know Loda and Ake, mm-hmm. right? And uh, yeah, I mean Loda said he kind of knew him. He's like, yeah, this is Hilo. And then EGM was like, yeah, this is Hilo. And me and him are best buds. So I was like, okay. And I had just been getting my stream fairly big at that point, so we promoted the hell out of him. You know, he's like, yeah, I'm thinking of starting my own stream. I was like, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I do this thing for my friends' streams where. I'll just host them or I'll spam them or I'll end my stream early just to like help my friend streams out and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I can do all that for you. No problem. Like I'll promote you on Twitter, et cetera. And it's just like we, so then the real high low contacted Loda and was like, Hey, that's not me. And then Loda's like, Hey guys, that's not him. Oh my <laughs> and, God. Like, and then it just was like this huge falling out thing. Cause it was like, it was a click of like me, EGM and a guy named Matrim and a guy named, I uh, can't remember the last is like some Finnish guy. It doesn't matter. And all of a sudden we were just like, we all agreed. We're like, yeah, we're not talking to that guy anymore. And he he was really upset about that. The fake Hilo. He's like, why are you guys not talking to us? I was like, because you lied to us right. for a really long yeah, time. Yeah, no, why was he surprised? <laughs> yeah, I mean, people who are like that, like pathological, like will just don't stop. You're like, no, look, this is the real guy right here. I'm touching him. He's this is his face, and they're just like, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness gracious. So yeah. it, was, it was like one of that was like the bad end of. You know, the whole inclusiveness is like we included some guy super hard into everything we did. And then all of a sudden, you know, he he took advantage of that pretty heavily, like financially in a little bit. Like we lent him some money here and there, but what? some games. And it's just like a thing you, that you do is like a friend, you know, it's like if I no, mean, no, I understand that. It just stuff, gets worse and worse. Yeah, I mean, it's like if if a friend of mine, like there was a fairly there's a fairly prominent streamer that had like some house issues or like home issues and he mm-hmm. needed like a new place. And we all like, like off the bat, I, I rose, like we've got like three, 4,000 for him within like a day just so we could like find a hotel and so, like be stable for a few days, you know? It's like, yeah. Well, that's the thing that's amazing about being in any community of like, that's like good people. Yeah, people <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh. And people take advantage. Yeah. Yeah. It was just really weird. Like I, I mean, if your friend's asking for a favor, you're going to do it for him if you can, right? If it's within your means. Of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, like, looking back on it, he did ask for a lot, but it didn't seem out of the ordinary whatsoever. Like, right. To me, it was just like, 
okay, he needs us to like play this match for him. Like, okay, let's all get on and let's play this match. You know, it's like we would just like get up and do it. Do you find like, um, I mean, like the, 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 the scene is just in that, like, it's like this, it's the scene feels like a 15 year old who you know is going to play in the NBA, you know, who's just sort of like <laughs> tall and awkward and sort of figuring it out, but like has just all the intangibles and you're like, okay, this guy's obviously going to like be playing in the NBA in four years, but like, it's sort of awkwardly kind of tripping over itself. Like, do you feel like some of the things that you enjoy about that are probably going to have to slowly go away? We talked, kind of talked about that with Cinder and like, like we were in like James and I went to TI four and, um, uh, we were sitting like up stairs, like where the teams were sitting and it was strange. Like, okay, now this, the scene is so big that the teams are here and the, the, like the fans are down there because there has to be this like gulf because the scene has gotten so big. And I mean, do you find yourself adjusting to that now? Like this story is kind of a good example of that, of like, Oh, this this doesn't happen if you're not successful and Dota two is not successful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like the one thing that I like when I first started playing. Do you know the game? Well, I mean, you should know StarCraft. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember the first time I went to like an MLG. I was so excited about StarCraft. Like I went, I was going to Purdue, and a bunch of people were like, "Hey, let's go, let's go see, you know, StarCraft. Let's go to drive to Ohio from Indiana." I was like, yeah, I'm so down, you know, and um, we went we went to Ohio. Uh, we tried talking to like a lot of different pros and stuff and their scene was really established and stuff. And I remember I was like trying to like just kind of like casually pick at somebody's brain. You know, I I, I don't want to name names. So I right. go to, to a pro and be like, hey, so what do you think about this game? And they'd give me like either no answer at all or they would like really quickly just kind of like say it was OK. And then they would just like walk away like they clearly didn't want right. to interact and that's kind of the downside of when things get big because i mm. sort of understand how they felt because a lot of people yeah. must come up to them and constantly badger them but i didn't think anything i said was out of line you no know, of course say, not yeah, yeah. hey it's great to meet you i'm a big fan like what do you think about of the event and they'd just be like it's okay you know it's like they, did, they clearly don't want to make conversation with you and the weird part is like a lot of these fans were okay with that that like quick interaction you know it's like and I, so I don't see it so much in Dota. Like in Dota, you can pretty much go to up to any pro and have like a 30 minute conversation with them. Mm-hmm. Like I think somebody at like the after party at TI4 went up to Purge and just asked him like questions for like half an hour. And Purge is like very, probably very James. <laughs> yeah, it was me. It's probably James. Just, like, I didn't even see him like, there actually, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just like sat there. He's perfectly fine with it. He told me, yeah, like, yeah, some guy asked me about like Bloodstone on Ember Spirit. I was like, what? And he's that's, like, yeah, that's already a separate group, though, to be fair. Like, oh, at the there, after party? Already, yeah. yeah. If you're already at the after party or something, like, there's already been some you either barrier that VIP to entry. ticket or, like, you. Yeah, yeah I, I guess. Yeah. But still, like, if somebody came, like, for example, at TI3, I was sitting at, at um, I was sitting, like, uh, with my girlfriend in the crowd. And then, like, people were just, like, behind us would just, like, shout stuff at me or, they just like talk and stuff like that, and I'm I'm I like I really like those interactions. I I think um, mm-hmm. TI is for the fans as much as it is for the players, especially for somebody like me who's not even playing, just casting. So if somebody wants to come talk to me for an hour about some just shoot the shit, like I'm more than willing to because you know they might I I don't get the opportunity to hang out with that person and vice versa. It's like a once in a year kind of thing, and so I 
Yeah, I have like ten fans, so I might as well oblige them like crazy, right? So it like... comes down. It comes down to the person, certainly a lot. Last uh, the TI part of why I think we had Cinderin on was uh, he like I we we were sitting where a lot of those people were, and uh, I was there a day earlier than you got there, Sean, and so I was just kind of by myself and was like sat down next to people, and Cinderin was like really happy to talk to me and discuss a whole match with me not even knowing him. So I think it still can happen. It might somewhat spend, depend on the person, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's fantastic when those things can happen. Yeah, it's just, I, I sort of understand both sides of it. Like there are people that get badgered like crazy and it, it does probably get annoying. Like I remember one time me and my girlfriend were at TI3 and it was a smaller venue. It was Ben Arroyo, right? Yeah, Ben Arroyo, yeah. And, and uh, I just got back from dinner with her and we were walking back to our seats, you know, we were going to go find some seats and some like 18 year old fan was like, Hey Blitz. He's like, can I sit with you guys? And you know, I've not right. been able Ooh. to, that's the one. Oh, that's, that's happened to me. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I was like, can I, I sit with you? Yeah. I was like, Hey, um, I had avoided sitting with any of my friends here. Cause I just wanted to spend like an hour with my girlfriend. Right. Yeah. And cause it was kind of our vacation as well. And I wasn't working the event that year. I wasn't casting or anything. I was just right. there to be there. So it was like a vacation for me and my girlfriend. So I was like, Hey, I kind of just want to like, it's kind of like a private thing, you know, it's like, I just kind of want to sit with my girlfriend and enjoy watching, you know, we were going to like sit in the way back. And then he's like, okay, that sounds fun. And then he just like starts walking alongside us. And he he didn't understand that. You remember that friend? Yeah, Kryn's like smiling and laughing. She, <laughs> he just like he completely missed that Ooh. like that social cue of like, yeah, hey, like, yeah. Oh no, we're just going for a quiet one tonight. Yeah, and then he just kind of sat in front of us, and it was super awkward because I, I mean, it's very clear we were just trying to like, I had my hood up and everything. I was just trying to walk to my seat in the very back, like we weren't looking for a tent. We just we literally just wanted to spend an hour together, right. like half watching Dota as a couple. Right, and it's like stuff like that is not so much possible anymore for me. Like right. I'm not this guy, but there's still enough people that will want to talk to me or something that it's a little bit disruptive. It doesn't and, work when it's when it's uh, you know twenty thousand fans or something. Yeah, it's not right. Work yeah, at yeah, yeah. You know, if you you know going to TI five, you're gonna be like, it's there's no like. There's no girlfriend time of like, let's yeah. just sit and watch she, this game. And, and well, there can be, just not in the general audience. So you, you yeah. can't go downstairs so, and talk. I forget if I said this on the podcast before, but like, uh, I don't know if this is personal. I don't think so. Um, uh, after the EG match where they lost, there oh, was that. Oh, yeah. No, I remember that. <laughs> there was that, um, like, security guards standing on that level, you know, the players level in the bubble where we were. And I was uh, with you at this moment. Universe yeah. was asking the security guard if there was another way out. Because, you know, he just doesn't want to... There was a mob of I mean, they had just lost. It. it was like, they they just lost, like 15 lost. minutes There's ago, yeah. a hundred people bunched up right outside of that entrance. And he was just asking if there was, like, another way out. Because he just wanted to have a bit of a quiet day after that. Because he was with his own thoughts and blah, blah, blah. And it's just that that didn't happen at... Benaroy Hall, I guess, is the point. Like that scene doesn't happen the same way. Oh yeah, for sure. There's a lot more. I the reason I like Key Arena because it, like you said, like it, the scene evolves. You get to see twenty thousand fans going crazy about Dota and stuff like that. It's really exhilarating. Um, but at Benaroya, there was it felt like it was a lot more private. Mm-hmm. Like I remember me and Cinder and we sat on the steps 
of Benaroya, like to the entrance, and we just talked Dota for like half an hour, and some like one or two guys like sat down and joined us, just wanted to listen, and we were cool with that, right? Just like you know, it's no problem, it's not that private. But then it seems like when you get to something like Key Arena, there are people that are a little bit less self-aware about like social norms. Like like you just said, if a guy loses a, the biggest match of his life, the last thing he wants is to sign a bunch of stuff. Like he's mm-hmm. still human, right? Like he he just wants to be left alone, and like stuff like that is kind of annoying. Like I I remember um uh there's like TI four or something like that. Some guy walked by me and he's like, hey, can I get your autograph blitz? And I was like, sure. And he's like, he's like, psych, I don't want like an autograph from a loser. Oh and my like, god! <laughs> oh, what the fuck? And then he like walked away from me and I was like, alright. And it's just like, you know, with 20,000 people, you're gonna get some dicks. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, so it's one of those where I think people only act that way online, but apparently yeah, no, people that's... really do he's in real one. life as he's well. He's the one. He's the guy. Well, you think it yeah. sort of self-selects, right? I get if it's a public, <laughs> open to the public <laughs> event where like, oh, but like it's, you have to burn some calories and money to get into TI, you know, like I can't believe you would go there and then just shit on somebody. Uh, he went back to all of his friends who were, yo, I went to yo, Blitz. Yo, oh man, yeah, I, I, just I, just fucking fucking Blitz. Blitz. <laughs> I just fucking owned Blitz. I just fucking owned Blitz. I think it was TI5, I can't remember, but me and Purge were signing some stuff. And then some guy, Purge can verify this story too, some guy comes up to us and he asked for my autograph. I'm very nice. I'm like, sure. I signed. We talked for like a minute or two. He was very pleasant to me, right? And then he's like, it's, it's Purge's. He goes up to Purge and he's like, hey... I stomped you in a pub game and you were shit talking me on the other team. You were saying like my farm wasn't good enough. And he's like, so I just wanted to tell you, fuck you. And what? walks away to his like group of friends and they're all like high fiving. And we're just like, what the f I purge is like, what? This is like, real life. This yeah. I was not- like, I was like, what, what was that about? And he's like, I don't know. I was like, he was, re-, and I told him, I was like, he was really nice to me. I was, <laughs> just, like, I was like, what just happened? And I guess that is just a, the product of the scene getting yeah. a little bit bigger. You're going to get people that are a little bit more vocal about these things. Yeah. But there's like people that it's, well, it's, it's really weird bad in physical especially. sports. Like in physical, I was going to say it's yeah. more like pro sports where they're walking into the locker room and they're morons. Yeah, you're a bum, Tom Brady. You're fucking you're bum, a bum. Blah, 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 yeah. Blah. yeah. It's, what it's are you talking about it's stuff like that. That makes no sense. Cause I don't know a pro athlete it, based on like, you know, if they make like one comment, I read like Reddit threads, you know, about I read uh, the NBA and the NFL ones all the time. Right. And they judge these people based on like one positive or one negative thing yeah. that they said. Yeah. And I might say something that might rub somebody the wrong way, but people make it so black and white at all times. And that's like the one thing I don't like about um, the growing popularity of yeah. Dota. Just I like guess. being a known person. Yeah, I think it's like, just being yeah. a public figure in general. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sense. It's like, I'll say something very sarcastically. I, I think I remember I said something like, Dendi, he's not even good. When's the last time he won a TI? It was like, two, like 12. <laughs> yeah. It was like, you were 100% serious. Yeah. I was like, Blitz I was, flames Dendi. Like, fuck, dude. Of course that guy. Yeah, he got like second at like two consecutive TIs after that. It was like, yeah. no doubt. He's one of the best players in the world. And I was completely kidding. I don't know how I could have made that more serious, but... People were like, oh, man, just did you remember the time Blitz said that? He's such an arrogant dick. And it's like, yeah, I kind of you am. Get but sarcasm. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you should get to know me a little bit better. It's like, have a conversation with me. If it's really negative, then you can walk away with that knowledge. But well, it's funny eh. because of the like, especially the way you like because of your streaming, like 
if people want to get to know your personality and like the nuances of like your sense of humor and like how you talk to your friends and how do you talk to a stranger and how do you talk to your sister even like like you can just do that it's like it's very like for lack of a better word it's like intimate you know like it's insane to me that people could like in like ever jump to the conclusion that you would be serious about that when you can hear you talk for there's literally a hundred hours of your voice recorded like with with no filter basically you know but like they yeah they they may not have a and b you might get the opposite the the problem that he had at ti3 where someone might feel friendly enough with him because of that yeah. that they feel like oh yeah he's just inviting me to go sit with him in the back with right. his girlfriend that when happens. they wanted to go sit by themselves chris and jake and i talk about that with the podcast a lot where it's like oh this is a you know everything about me but you have to understand that you're a stranger <laughs> like i know nothing yeah um, it's tough. It's tough, especially oh, with a podcast tough. or yeah. something like that, where it's yeah. people are having a conversation for hours and hours and hours with someone, even though the other person's not. Like they feel like they're part of that conversation. I don't know. That's yeah. weird. How good? Sorry, just to totally switch gears. How goddamn good is DAC? It's been so good. Oh, I'm so excited <laughs> to watch the finals. Like I'm really, really stoked. And yeah. I just saw like your last tweet about it was just like, man, it's <laughs> everything's great. The problem yeah. with that, though, like the one downside is that it's hard to get that collection of talent to like play because they, right. they got like the odd 20 or so yeah. best teams in the world to like duke it out for a prize pool. It is pool like that's, a TI. Yeah. 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 It's exceeded the TI3 prize pool. Yeah. It's so almost, like, how did do you. 3 million yet? It's like 2.99. It probably did since we were, it was yeah. 2.996 before we started. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's hard for a tournament. Like before, if you had 100K in prize pool, you could get a team to come that's out insane. like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, but now it's like three million, and you can probably get everybody. It's, yeah, it's just gotten kind of absurd in that regard. But the games itself are fucking amazing because the teams just play with such intensity. Like I, I remember the Vici EG game mm-hmm. might have been the best match of Dota, excluding context, because TI three finals obviously. Yes. If you take into yes. account everything, that was the best. But if you take away those stakes, that. That Vici EG game where it was like back and forth, the tiny wisp, uh-huh. and Vici managed to turn it around. The rapiers dropped on the ground and they forgot it. Mm-hmm. Like there was just so much emotion in that match, and like that was incredible. And then the there was like C9 versus Big Gods game where it was like 30k net worth. Oh my god! Yeah, 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 managed, yeah. Yeah, it's like just <laughs> in any other setting, B, uh, Big Gods might have just been like, eh, okay, fuck it, you know, we lost, let's move on. But it's because of the stakes of that tournament. That they're definitely going to treat it like a TI and say we have to win this, like we we have to keep playing, you know, like right. see it through to like I I have not seen a premature GG in any of these games. It's like the main thing is just right. Everybody plays to like the last second. Yeah, that's been that's been like for me and just having been at TI four where it felt more stompy. Um, it's been so fun to watch the DAC because of that. It felt it just. M- the majority of these matches are coming down to like the the end or there's a big goal, like a big graph swap of like, okay, this is looks like it's going one way and then goes another. And it just <laughs> so selfishly, I'm like, why couldn't this have been TI? Like, why couldn't it have been <laughs> well, like TI3 this? TI3 couldn't have repeated the finals. Like that's just not possible. Oh, the TI3 finals were amazing. Yeah. I mean, TI4 yeah. couldn't have lived up to that. Right. Right. But I mean, like, they could have, they could have done a little bit better. Oh, <laughs> I just remember yes. walking out at noon with you guys and being like, well, Looks like newbie wins, I guess. All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess that's that. Um, who do you think's gonna win this thing? Um, 
Should we give context? Are you allowed to say? Top four right yeah, now. right now it's what? Vici Gaming, EG, Secret, and Big God, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I think... Uh... Secret, Big God, and the losers, or the lower bracket, and Vici, EG, and the upper bracket. I say Big God gets fourth. Okay. I say uh, <laughs> Secret gets second, EG gets third, and Vici wins. Wow. Man, if Vici wins this, and then with their TI4 performance as well, it's like, oof. That's amazing. That brand, yeah, exactly. Holy crap. Holy crap. But different teams, too. Yeah. I think, like, Fenrir and FY are the only stalwarts from that team. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, Mace, I saw Black, although Black might be, well, whatever. Rumor mill, who cares? Um, yeah, I was going to ask that, too. From you playing over there for a year, did you guys play a lot of Chinese teams as well, or is it just mostly scrimming against the Korean teams all the time? Or We mainly just played Rave. Like You more... just played Rave? Yeah, we just played some of the other Korean teams and mainly Rave. Like um, Our internet connection to China was a little bit bad, even with the VPN. Whereas really? I know, yeah, I know Rave, though. The reason why, like, Rave did really well at this tournament, right? They got, like, top 10 or yeah, something. They, yeah, they were... yeah. God, they, their comeback against IG was amazing. I watched it in the airport last night, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they practice like against the Chinese teams like all the time. That's how they got they accelerated their skill so quickly. Well, that and the fact that they're like the best group of guys. They're just really nice. They seem people. really nice. Yeah, they did like the they the like the dock features you know in between tournaments or in between yeah. matches. They did a nice one about rave, and they seem like really cool dudes. It's like four guys from the Philippines and then one American guy, right? Uh, one Canadian one actually. Canadian, okay. Yeah, Jo. Yeah. I remember. We played we played them in the Nexon finals for like it was like the prize pool distribution was insane. It was like sixty k for first, seven thousand for second. Oh, no. <laughs> oh god! So obviously we were like we both teams like ultra wanted to win it, and we made like a gentleman's agreement. Whoever wins buys the other a really nice dinner, you know. Oh, right. like, and then we were on the verge of three owing them. Like the last game, we were in their base. Like things are over, and they were like dinners on you. And they were like really excited for us. Like obviously they're gonna be disappointed, but they were still making jokes. They're like, "Dinner's on you," and they're like, "We're gonna get steaks and stuff." Like, <laughs> that's awesome. They were, they were still like really good natured about what was going on. Like even though they had just lost the potential for like they, you know, they lost fifty three grand essentially. So it was like they were still really happy. Like they, we made like dinner plans and stuff. Like we swapped like numbers and things like that. And, we went to dinner. They were super gracious. You know, if they lost, they won. Whenever we played against them, they were always just happy for us. They like all the Korean teams are like that. If we won, never salty. Come congratulate us. Tell us we played really well. Smiles on their faces. They don't rush out of the building. You know, and if they won, they would always tell us we played really well. And they'd like congratulate individual performances. They were always really humble and like polite about the fact that they had won. They weren't like super hyper in front of us, you know. They weren't like "fuck yeah," trying to make us feel bad. They just waited until we were gone to celebrate stuff like that. That's I, I hope that is more of a norm. I feel like it makes me think of what we talked about before with pro sports stuff, where you hear about baseball players or something 30, 40 years ago, where after the game they'd all go get beers together and stuff like that. Like they'd all go hang out, and then this day and age, it's like they don't want you talking or anything like that to each other yeah um, they, yeah they hardly even hang out with their own team sometimes, so. yeah yeah i don't know um bring up the korea stuff how did that how did you get to go over there what was that conversation like with your family that like hey i'm gonna leave for korea for a year by the way oh it was really funny um so i was supposed to go to law school at columbia 
Oh man. And I was at TI three and it was the last I said it was gonna be the last event I went to, okay? I was like, I'm done with Dota. I'm not gonna stream. I'm just done. I had made the plan, you know? Like I was getting ready to delete my Twitter, just like I was gonna cold turkey it. And then I was walking back from a I was going to the restroom at TI three mm-hmm. and uh, I saw one of the Korean players there that I knew from America named Febby, and I was like, Hey, I was like, I jokingly said, hey, you should get me to play because I'm Korean too and it'd be fun to go to Korea. I was completely joking, but he was 100% serious. He's like, he's like, yeah, sure. He's like, give me your Skype. And then I kind of got excited about the idea and I was like, that'd be fun. You know, uh, I haven't seen my relatives in quite some time. And that was a really big motivating factor. I'm super close with my family. Um, so it's like I get to see all my aunts and uncles, all that jazz. It'll be a really good time. And... So then that random bathroom encounter just happened to be the catalyst for it, I guess. And when I got back home after TI, we started talking, and I contemplated the idea, and then I told my mom, and she got really mad at me. And Cause you're going, I mean, that's like arguably, it's a top five law school in America. Like, Columbia Law School is amazing. Yeah, like, you're set. Yeah, she was, yeah. She was really, yeah, she was like that too. She was just really upset at me, like, not happy. Uh, I mean... There's just like periods of times where my mom won't talk to me because of my Dota career decisions. Right. She was like, I told her I was going to stream for a year. She's like, we're no longer family. <laughs> okay. Oh. Like, but you but know, now she she's coming around. Now she's criticizing your storm play. So <laughs> yeah. <it's> like, <laughs> she's like, for her, <laughs> why don't you play Timber anymore? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess for her, it's like a different thing because, I mean, Koreans are very judgmental towards other Koreans. Right. And so like, if she if she could tell, she could brag to her friends, you know, it's like, Oh, my son's going to Columbia Law School. Then she would tell her friends, and then her friends would tell their sons or right. daughters, like, "Oh, William's doing this." Is like you have to get this now. And it's like, how does she tell her friends and stuff? Like, right. yeah, my son graduated like with a four zero from Purdue, and now he's gonna play video games in Korea for a living. It's it's different, right? It's right. Like it changes. Like she had this idea for me, and then it just radically warped. And I think the main thing is she just was super worried about my my livelihood like she doesn't want to see me broke that was like yeah, i think right, the, of course yeah. yeah the main thing is like she didn't want to see me without a future like because i mean my mom works like seven days a week to support me and my sister it was like she doesn't want me to have to do that for my kids more than anything so i, I think it was less about her not being supportive and more her being worried but i mean now that dota's taken off for me and i make a lot more money and i can financially support myself she's okay with it uh-huh and that's like the main thing is that I've shown her that I can like I can make a living off of this and I don't need her like holding my hand or her support financially. Right. So that's probably like the biggest difference. That's cool. Were you and you were living in Seoul, I imagine. Right? Uh we were like thirty minutes south of Gangnam, if you've heard the song. Yeah, you know, the... yeah of course. Never heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is my his un- first time on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> my uncle uh is like super rich and he owned a house like super near there. So it just oh, kind of cool. worked out. Yeah. Oh, but awesome. you had a team house, right? It was, yeah, it was his house. It was just my uncle's house. Oh, okay. oh cool. I had no idea about that. Yeah, he had like a five-bedroom like place. It was like, you and Purge and all everybody. Yeah, so he's just like, hey, do you guys need this? And I was like, yeah, sure. Do you, need, do you need a house? Here you do you need go. a really nice house where you can play video games with your friends? It was, an, it was an, an absurdly nice house. In an amazing yeah. city for a year? Yeah, it was Oh, I do need that. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that could work out for us. That's awesome. Um, and how was that experience for the year? Was it mostly just playing Dota? Did you get to go out and have fun? Were you were you glad I mean, you did it? 
it's super nerdy, but we didn't really go out very much. Like, I mean, you have responsibility in some sense. I understand that, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I enjoyed the experience. I got to know people really well. I became like a much better cook and <laughs> I became a lot more responsible in a lot of ways. Like if something didn't get cleaned, I would just kind of be like, somebody has to clean it. It's not going to be, you know, your mom or your dad or something. And it's like, you just have to do it. And like a lot of the people I played with were like sub 20 and they had just like, they never lived apart from home. Right. And it was cool watching like everybody grow up and stuff. Like I know Corey, when he first got there, he was really not independent, but by the end of it, he'd just like walk outside and venture out to get food. He like cleaned up by himself. Like he just, he's super like, he was like our son. Me and my girlfriend joked like Corey's our, <laughs> Corey's our best boy. <laughs> he watching him like really, no, he's like, he has such a big change. He's like told me, he's like, yeah, I'm not very independent. Then he, you know, he does his own laundry. He does his own dishes. Like, takes out the trash without being asked to just like walks around like in a foreign country where he doesn't speak yeah, Korean speak and he's just like, yeah. he just figures it out now, you know, just like that was awesome to watch and just, I, I don't know. I'd gone, I'd gone to college away from home. So I'd kind of experienced that, but so you were the dad. to a whole different level. Yeah. I, I guess I was like the dad and purge was the mom. So it's like, or the other way around. Make a lovely couple. We really do. <laughs> That's awesome. And were you, you were possibly almost on a, a television show? Oh my God. I heard you tell a story about <laughs> getting drunk and you don't really, you don't drink, but that the Anthony Bourdain crew got you hammered and then you missed your call time to be on like uh whatever his show at Parts Unknown or No Reservations or whatever. Yeah. They, they were filming like a segment in Korea. I might still have the email. It's a good episode. Yeah. And some guy contacted me and what did it say i can pull it up really quick oh yeah please because i remember his name that story i was just working i was like just you know doing my thing like making a hilarious story and then you you said like you said the name anthony bourdain i was like oh that's why is he talking about anthony bourdain so i I started listening and i was like this is an incredible story (laughs) yeah he told okay so i for some reason i don't have the email anymore i think i deleted it but he oh i put it in my trash okay whatever well he contacted me He's like my mom now. It was like 8 p.m. or something. I was getting ready to go to bed. My my girlfriend had already actually gone to bed, and so had Purge. Like everybody was going to bed because we had something to do the next in the two days or something. So I was like, okay, I was the only person on literally. Mm-hmm. And then Anthony or some guy contacts me and he's like, hey Blitz. So I was like, we're in Gangnam right now, and I have a celebrity here that wants to like talk to you and learn about gaming and stuff. And I was like, oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> and then I, it sounded really sketchy, but yeah, right. yeah, I, mean, I would have been like, celebrity. bullshit. Like, mm, yeah. yeah, and I was like, so <laughs> I'll be who? the judge of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, who is it? And he's like, oh, it's Anthony Bourdain. And I, you know, I kitchen confidential and all that jazz. So right. I was like, okay, oh, sure, I'll one. be there. I was like, so I take a taxi, I yolo it. We meet with the crew, <laughs> and he's like, he's there briefly, but then he ends up leaving because he's like, yeah, we have an early call time, right? It's like it's like 10 a.m. Talk for a bit. He's very nice, very sociable. And then uh, we get super drunk. We go to like eight karaoke bars or something like that. <laughs> Without just, him, he's gone. Yeah, we told we he we were told like I was I told them I was like a tank. I was like I never gone drunk before. And so they just like kept handing me drinks. What is wrong with this crew? <laughs> yeah, it's like they're just, all degenerates. Like I know a yeah. lot of people who work in TV, especially on yeah, the crew just, level, and they all are just like, this is what they live for. <laughs> they ruined that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like Four a.m. and I was doing shots and drinking like Madonna or singing Madonna in like a random karaoke bar, and and then I get home around like six and I wake oh. up my girlfriend and I keep. She told me I was kind of she was like obnoxious in a cute way. I was like. 
kept telling her, I was like, I love you, dear. And I was like, <laughs> I was like falling over and stuff. She's laughing because she remembers. And I was just kind of like super out of it. And then I overslept like crazy. I was like, I mean, I had a good time though. It was the first time I had really drunk. I must have had, I had like, I want to say like 10 plus shots and like oh a lot of beers. God. Like yeah. a lot of oh. beers. I'm surprised I got home in like one piece. Uh, yeah. You remembered getting home at that point? Yeah, I'm. I'm telling you, I can drink with the best of them. I was, I was Sorry, okay. Never been. <laughs> yeah, for, for the amount that I had drank, I was okay. Like I, well, my motor skills Korea were. Korea's right. a pretty safe place too. You can just Mister Magoo your way home eventually, probably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not like America, <laughs> where you're gonna just end up in your underpants with no money and no phone. Yeah, somebody will steal my kidneys. <laughs> They'll leave you with one, generally, because two, you'll just be done. Yeah. But, uh, Awesome. Well, so hey, man, we, they... I was going to say, we, it's almost like an hour and a half. We don't want to yeah, take up too much yeah. more of your time. But um, James, if you, you want to have had a question, shoot. I was just going to say, did they follow up? Like, what happened after that? Like, after you missed the call? I mean, they just didn't contact me. They were, probably... <laughs> they were like, oh, well, fuck it. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah I mean, he's probably unreliable. Well, so they also right. just have a schedule, and it's like, well, he's not here. Okay, that's not in the show. Let's just keep moving. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I wonder weird. why, crew. Like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I really feel like that wasn't 100% That's their funny. fault. No, yeah, I don't, I don't think you're to blame on that one. I don't think it was like It was like 10 a.m. I was like, I'm not making 10 a.m. <laughs> it got home at like 6. It takes like an hour to get there. I had to wake up like two hours later. Nope, not doing it. But think of how great you would have looked on television on two hours of sleep if... 18 drinks, <laughs> like 18 drinks sloshing around inside you. Yeah. The only other, the only Your thing mom would have been so proud. <laughs> she would have been really happy about that. Would have done my family proud. <laughs> the only other thing I wanted to ask about is you had talked about, I think maybe it was just on Reddit, I read it, but um, uh, you wanting to do tutorials or what your plans are with streaming and stuff like that coming up? Like what yeah, your goals are with that? I figured that, well, I looked around and there aren't, the main reason are, is like a lot of players are busy, pro players. And it's just not a huge essential use of their time. But I wanted to be able to create a resource for people that wanted to learn like super advanced stuff that I did. Like, for example, you know, the notepad thing I was telling you yeah. about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just being able to go over like mid matchups, like Quap versus TA, Quap versus Puck, and just giving people my thoughts on them as I play those matchups and just giving you like the first five minutes of every matchup and giving you a good rough overview of what you're supposed to do and what things are supposed to look like like i would just pull up one of my friends that are really good and we would just grind matchups and while i talked over and i would have him talk about what he thought and what i misplayed on and how he feels like the ideal should be i just wanted to create a series where i could be like the next level of informative where i don't just tell you what i'm doing i was like tell you why i'm doing what i'm doing talk about like the second to second thought process that goes on in my head and I thought that would be kind of fun to do. That sounds awesome. Yeah, people will love that. That sounds really cool. I mean, you can already, like this is for people at home, like if you go to uh, Blitz's uh, channel, twitch.tv slash BlitzDota, and you look at, I don't know if it's under your highlights or past broadcasts, but you can see some of your Storm Spirit Guides. And even just that level of like casual analysis of your play is amazing. I'd be really excited to see what you do as like a, mm-hmm. like a, more pointed feature. I think that sounds awesome. Nobody's doing yeah. that, by the way. That's you should do do that, please. Like nobody's Definitely. doing that stuff right now. And if they are, it's just it's at a it's at a casual level that doesn't seem like it has the same level of expertise. So I'd be really excited for that. 
Yeah, it's just hard for pros. They yeah, just, of course. Yeah, they don't have time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they yeah. just don't have time. Yeah. It's actually so full time now. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, and are you planning to? Do you have a stream schedule that you're gonna plan to be on? Like X no. hours, X days. I used to. I used to say that I was going to, but I always miserably fail at that. Like I would say, I'm gonna stream 40 hours this week, and I get like eight done, and I feel bad about myself. So now I just tell myself when I feel like it, and when it feels good, and when the mood strikes, I'll do it. Because I just have more fun that way too. If it's more organic. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I, yeah. I think growing it. It helps a lot if you actually have it, even if it's like two hours a day or something like that. If you're like, I will always stream at 1 p.m., you know, I, Central European time or something. I tried doing that, but there's like... doesn't work. I just don't have as much fun. Like, I get burnt out really quickly. If you got to force it, it's just not the same. Yeah. yeah, I remember some lady was trying to, like, talk to me about sponsorships. She's like, you have to stream X amount. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. And then she just never replied to me again. <laughs> right. <laughs> That is bad to hear about people who say, like, I can't take a vacation because I'm worried if I, you know, if I miss streaming four days or a week or something, I'll lose X number of viewers and they nah, stress out about it. I'm like the one guy I feel that's a You don't care. I, I streamed yeah. like eight hours in one year once. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, I still get the same people. They, I mean, they must hate me because I streamed. No, <laughs> I, was, I, I, I was bringing up my stats for that same lady and I had streamed eight hours once in a six month span last month yeah. or last year. I was like, yeah, that's, she's like, yeah, that's not a lot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like so, but uh, this is deal is on, right? Like, come on. Yeah. Just like, like, I'll, I'll, like, I'll wear a I, t-shirt. <laughs> I, I was like, I told her, I was like, I promise I'll be more reliable in the future. Mm, I got like, a sick overlay. Yeah. Look <laughs> <laughs> she's like, no. And I was like, okay. <laughs> we talked to Anthony Bourdain's people and we found out that you are not reliable yeah. at all. Man, that was like the one time I wasn't. Well, I guess for this one, I was eating lunch, so I wasn't punctual either. It's but okay. I, I try to be. Well, we'll have you back on, and if you're a minute late, that's it. We'll we'll drag oh, your damn. name. We'll drag your name to the mud, and then when we see you, when we see you at TI five, we'll walk up and just own your ass in front of everybody and walk <laughs> yeah. away high fiving. Noob. <laughs> Are you guys gonna go again? Uh, uh, probably. I, We're gonna be closing I, the game. Oh wow, that's a spoiler. I might believe that. Um, we're going to be working on, <laughs> oh, fuck it. No, I don't think the, the audience is crossed, but yeah, we're going to be pretty close to finishing up the game. So it's going to be, I'll, if I go, it'll be like, all right, Friday night, I'm flying up, boom, going Saturday, Sunday, coming it's back. August. So you, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit better for you. Oh, yeah. for sure. You should definitely go. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a once I've been a year to everyone except Cologne. Like I went to two, three and four. So I feel like I oh, have to go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you should definitely go. We'll yeah. get drinks or something. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, man, this has been awesome, and uh, we'll definitely we'll uh, get some more stuff to talk about and have you back on because this is really, really fun. It's like nice to have like just a good jovial personality on, and I'm sure people will enjoy this talk. So it was awesome. Thank you so much. And people can find your stuff, like I said, on Twitch. Um, you're at Blitz underscore Dota on Twitter, um, and yeah, uh, Dota Today is at Dota Today on Twitter, and we have SoundCloud slash SoundCloud.com slash Dota Today. Anyway, thanks so much, uh, Will. It's been awesome. And James, I will talk to you later. Bye-bye. And thanks, everyone else. The sweet success of failure. The sweet success of failure.